Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we talk about buying players while you still can, and we introduce the newest member of our crew, Brandon. All that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. I'm technically on vacation, but I'm still bringing you that fantasy goodness and joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, what's good, man? Hey, I'm just happy to be here. My computer was giving me issues before the show, so I'm I'm just happy to be here with you, Mike. Yes, this episode is going to be the disaster episode or the problem episode. I don't know, however we want to label it. But one thing that is not a problem is the newest member of the Rewind crew. We've got Brandon Gabor. Brandon, hopefully I said your last name correctly. Yes, yes, on the money. All right, perfect. I People mispronounce my name, which sucks because it's a really easy name, Michael Bauer. Yet people mess it up. So, Brandon, welcome to the show for the first. Well, actually, this is not your first time on the show. This is your second time technically on the podcast um, but we were a much smaller podcast the first time you were on. So welcome in for the first time as part of the Dynasty Rewind crew. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be on. Hopefully, as you guys know, we've had some connectivity issues. So hopefully that's yes. not a problem. So this this will be heavily edited, but that's okay. We're going <laughs> to figure it out. Um, my wife is going to love me editing a podcast on vacation. Brandon, welcome in, and we'll just be sprinkling in some of the stuff that you're going to be doing uh, for us throughout the show. Well, let's get into it. We got some guys that we think are going to break out in 2023. Now, just so you know, these do not have to be rookies. They do not have to be third-year breakout candidates. It could be anybody, somebody coming off of an injury. You know, somebody just coming off an unproductive year. Maybe somebody goes to a new team, and we feel like they're going to break out. But they're typically going to be having a DLF ADP of 120 or higher. And we're going to talk about the who, the why, and most importantly, when it comes to fantasy football, the how much. Nate, let's start with you. Bob is going to be thrilled seeing this one when he edits this podcast. What you got? Yeah, I, you know, I, I was talking about this guy all the time a couple months ago. And we've all kind of cooled off talking about Jaden Reed. But we shouldn't because Jaden Reed is still out there. As a rookie that I love in this year's draft class, he's being picked up. You know, most rookie drafts are dumb, but he was being picked up in the late second. Gosh, I saw him fall into the early third a couple times in some of my rookie mm. drafts. And it's where he's sitting right now. He's wide receiver 54 on DLF, wide receiver 52 on keep trade cut. And I think he's a value right now. I think, you know, we got a, a lot of people got excited about him when he was drafted to the team. Uh, but we got some Reggie Dobbs love now. And, you know, we're talking about the tight ends there. Romeo Dubs, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Romeo. Sorry. Romeo Dubs. It's okay. And, uh, you know, people haven't been talking about Jaden Reed. But Jaden Reed is, you know, a really good wide receiver. He's a great prospect. You know, he plays inside, plays outside. He's projected to play the slot at the next level. He's going to slot in, slot in as the starting slot mm-hmm. receiver for the Green Bay Packers this year, most likely. And uh, there's, there's a lot of volume to be had there out of the slot. So I think he's going to be fantasy productive right away. He has yards after the catch ability, great route runner, very cerebral, uh, great positional IQ and, you know, ability to high point the football, really an all around wide receiver. 
And he's being used in screen sweeps, things like that. They're getting him the ball. They're manufacturing touches for him week one of training camp. So they're excited about Jaden Reed. You should be excited about Jaden Reed. And he's still cheap. You can get Jaden Reed for a 24 second. You can get him maybe Alec Pierce, um, Nico Collins, uh, his teammate, Romeo Dubs. You could swap one of those guys for Jaden Reed. Or maybe maybe you put together, uh, you know, you, you throw Elijah Moore out there and you get Jaden Reed in the third back, something like that. Um, I think Jaden Reed's a guy you definitely should be going after right now. I think his value continues to move up throughout the preseason and then into the season. I love this. I'm buying, you know, if you've listened to the show, I'm a Jaden Reed fan. I'm a Jaden Reed stan, as some people would say. And the fact of the matter is we don't know what the Green Bay Packers offense is going to look like this year. So this is most likely going to be your cheapest buy low window on Jaden Reed. And I'm fine with giving up any of those assets to be completely honest with you. Not that I don't like those guys, but Alec Pierce is a guy in an offense where we don't know what that's going to look like either. Nico Collins, we believe, but he's been hurt a lot. Romeo dubs. I do think that I look, I like dubs. I think Reed is a better prospect overall than dubs is. Um, So I'm definitely buying all the Jaden Reed. I can. Brandon, agree or disagree? Probably going to be agree. I do, yes. I do agree yes. that Jaden Reed's a good buy. I'm I'm surprised that his ADP is that high on Keep Trade Cut and DLF because I feel like he's easier to acquire than that number would suggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, he seems he seems um, poised to, to have a good year to me. I, I can give you guys my rookie year projection for Jaden Reed if you would like. I love that. Please. So after breaking down the Packers, which takes me about three hours, you can see all this stuff in my draft sheets. I have him for 82 targets, 56 receptions, 670 yards, and three touchdowns. I'll take that. That's a pretty rookie. solid rookie season, especially yeah. with Jordan Love, you know, as your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that would that would put him at. So in my projections, it puts him for his rookie season at wide receiver 66. But he's in this huge tier of many other people where he can go as high as about 55 ish, which is his dynasty ADP. So that's just rookie year. Obviously, mm-hmm. he can get better and better. So I think it's a good price for him. Yeah, sign me up for all that. And if you want to see all of Brandon Sheets, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind, select the gold tier. I do want to address something, a comment that we got. Um, we're not hiding anything else behind a paywall on Spotify. All we're doing is giving people an a la carte option to get our bonus content. Some people, they don't want to go through Patreon for just the group chat. We're going to be giving you an option to do that. That's coming soon. We're working on it, okay? Just have to figure out how to do it. Um, you can get all of our bonus Patreon content on Spotify now with a Spotify subscription. That's not us hiding anything. That's just some people, they only want the bonus podcast. They don't want the group chat. They don't want the rankings. They don't care about any of that other stuff. They just want the podcast. That's how you get it. Just letting everybody know. We just want to have, you know, give people all the options that we can to give you exactly what you want. So we are moving on. Brandon, who are you Trying to buy while you still can. Is he even the best wide receiver there? Oh, I, I can't tell if you're trying to say that he's not. Because I heard it was so... Tim Patrick. That's all I'm saying oh, to you. Okay, definitely not. So it's Jerry <laughs> Judy. And it's Jerry Judy by a long shot, in my opinion. He is somebody... I like to put my money where my mouth is, okay? He's somebody I've already bought into Dynasty Leagues. I have like seven. I've already had him into. I mm. bought him into. 
um, currently working on deals to try and bring him in tow in other places. Um, so Jerry Judy, how old do you think he is? Or I, I think the general public has this, you know, wrong perception of how old or young Jerry Judy yeah. may be. I know, I know. He's 24. I know he's 24 because I like Jerry Judy myself. It feels like he's older, doesn't it? It does because he's been around for a while, but he came in young. True. Yeah, he came so. in He came in super young. And it's, we're going to see a similar thing kind of with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts came around that same very youthful age. But Jerry Judy's 24 years old. He is finally, possibly going to have a good offense and getting targets from a good quarterback, which once Hackett was out of there, we saw him producing consistently and effectively mm -hmm. for your fantasy team. Now you've got Sean Payton, a mind people respect. Russell Wilson is not as cooked as I think some people may believe. And that's really what this comes down to. If you think that Russell Wilson is going to bounce back, you have to buy Jerry Judy. If you think he's cooked, fine, let him go. But if you believe that Russell Wilson is not one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, then Jerry Judy needs to be bought. He is wide receiver 22 right now on keep, to keep trade cut. It's always hard for me to say. I don't know why. And, you know, he's had a clear improvement every year. Yards per target have gone up every single year. He's been more dynamic every year. His catch rate has gone up. He's been better at bringing the ball in. He had a little bit of an adjustment period in his rookie season, had some dropsies. So he's been very good, and we're only going to get better. Cortland Sutton's going to be out next year. I don't see them being able to re-sign him. They brought in Marvin Mims, I think, knowing the situation that the future holds. And Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, and... Javante Williams is the future there. And Greg Dolchich, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, yes. So Jerry Judy is somebody that needs to be bought. He's younger than a lot of guys, even some rookies. And so I have some very good, easy trade proposals for you guys when you're ready. Yeah. Go for it. All right. So this one I actually have sitting out there right now. I think the person's definitely debating it. Christian Watson for Jerry Judy. Christian Watson had some crazy numbers, but off almost no volume, like very, very minimal. Like we can't even trust the numbers because of how small the total was. So Christian Watson is one. Also, Jerry Judy as a prospect, way, way leagues past mm -hmm. Christian Watson. Right. And he's a, somebody I think is safer than Watson. Watson's that, you know, kind of we still don't really know where he's at as a route runner, stuff like that. We know Jerry Judy knows how to run routes. He gets open. Yes. So. He's he's got a good situation. And I'll take Russell Wilson over Jordan Love. So I like that a lot. Another one is DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a little bit older. He's in a team that will never pass the ball as much as what Jerry Judy's gonna see in his career as long as Fields is there. Because Fields is one of those guys like Lamar. That Ravens offense, as I'm sure you know, Nate, will never be in the top fifteen in passing. It's just not gonna happen. Maybe this year. Uh, I don't Love know. Love me some Todd Munkin. I do. I do like Todd Munkin. I'm very high on the passing attack you guys are going to have. But so I, I would say that DJ Moore for Jerry Judy can probably get a tiny bit more. Um, I like that one a lot. And a lot, the last one I'll give you for a straight flip is Quentin Johnston. He mm -hmm. hasn't produced at all. He hasn't done anything in the NFL. Obviously, he's a rookie, but I think he's a boom bust prospect. And people look at him as this Mike Williams clone, but there's a huge difference. Mike Williams brings in the ball every time. Quentin Johnson is very unreliable at that. So, yeah, that could change, but I'm not going to just bet on it and say he's going to be Mike Williams, but the healthy version. That's kind of a lot to expect. And even if he was, Mike Williams at his best is not going to be much better than what I'm expecting Jerry Judy to be this year. 
And that's why this year in redraft, which is why this is the last time to buy Jerry Judy, he is my wide receiver 13. He is mm. on the border, on the cusp of a wide receiver one season. Um, and I can go give you my stats for him too, but some picks, I would give a late 24 first for him. I would try for an early second first and work your way up to the late first, especially if you're in um, a win-now window, but you kind of want to get younger. Jerry Judy is like the perfect target for that. Yep. I have Jerry Judy for 136 targets, 98 receptions, 1,293 yards, and only seven touchdowns. Puts him at 15.8 points per game. He's wide receiver 13, right behind Amon Ross St. Brown and just above DK Metcalf. Oh, I love that. Sign me up. And, you know, I always talk about uh, you can still get young veterans that are better than just, you know, if you're thinking win now, it doesn't have to be an aging veteran. This is a prime example of it. I'm on board. Nate, your thoughts. I have always loved Jerry Judy since he came out as a prospect. I actually had him uh, basically tied with C.D. Lamb that year, you know, as my 1A, 1B at the wide receiver position. And I've always believed that Jerry Judy has plenty of talent. Just the situation has never been right. It's the best situation of his career. I think we're going to see the numbers. I agree with this. And I want to add one more thing or one more question about Jerry Judy. Sorry, I know I talk talk a lot, but (laughs) knowing and you guys are even more so than me into the rookie evaluations. um, What has Jerry Judy done to disprove the high regard he was held in coming into the league? Has he disproved it or should we believe everything we thought he was going to be beforehand? I I think he's done nothing to disprove anything. I think everyone's aware he's a very technical route runner, that he is a talented, you know, after the catch even, um, that he can go up and create the contest. I think no one really questions the talent with Jerry Judy, I feel like. I think it's just always been a situation thing, at least from my perspective. And like I said, the situation is the best it's ever been, I think. I think there was some possibly injury concerns for a little bit there, and I think his 46 46- percent catch percentage his rookie year turned people off a little bit but we know the talent's there it's it's been a combination of that and just situation overall but i do think he gets a lot better do you think sean payton is going to tolerate a well last year he had a 67 percent catch percentage but sean payton's going to want better from jerry judy that's just how he is wheels up I'm, i'm all in i'm on board this might be the cheapest you can get jerry judy for a while being realistic yeah and he had i'm, I'm pulling it up right now because you guys know i do my team by team projections and stuff like that i'm pulling up jerry judy right now because i know in my notes i have what his target share was and it was pretty impressive and that was when Dul- dulcich broke out after dulcich broke out jerry judy was still able to hold a 27 percent target share 27 percent of the targets on a team with Multiple weapons, and many people say they have many good weapons. Well, Jerry Judy got a 27% target share, and usually if somebody gets above 25%, they are a top 12 wide receiver. All right, so let's move on to our next player, and this is me. And I want to go ahead and get Donovan Peoples-Jones. Look at this ADP, 177. He's wide receiver 69. I did not pick that on purpose, but quietly coming off a season where he posted 61 catches for 839 yards and three touchdowns. Didn't see that coming. A majority of that was with Jacoby Brissett. I know, but look, we're assuming that he's going to return to a form of this or better with Sean Watson is going to have a full season to start now. And look, Amari Cooper, he's going to get the lion's share of the receiving work. He's their wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver one. 
But DPJ is going to be the next man up. Deshaun Watson, not a quarterback that typically targets tight ends extremely often. So he did play six games in 2022 with Deshaun Watson. That was weeks 12 through 17. In that time, he did post 19 catches for 246 yards and two touchdowns. So it is important to note two-thirds of his touchdowns came with Deshaun Watson. Two-thirds of his three touchdowns, too. Um, in week 13, he did have eight catches for 114 yards and no touchdowns. And he was wide receiver 39 last season. I definitely think he'll outperform that. So I'm going to move on from players like Van Jefferson, Josh Reynolds, Nico Collins, or Terrace Marshall Jr. I think a third can get it done to get him. So I was trying to trade for him before we recorded this. And guess what? I did. I did. I actually made two trades for Donovan Peoples-Jones. So uh, one was with my man Matt Stevens, 35, from uh, the uh, – what league is that? It's the Oh, it's the Sons of Dynasty League. Um, so I did straight up uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I offered him a third. He came back with Nico Collins straight up. And I was like, I got Nico Collins on the show. She got to put my money where my mouth is like Brandon does. So I went ahead. I smashed that trade. And I am a Nico Collins believer. I did say buy him low. Okay. But I do think that DPJ can outperform him. And check this other one out. I moved Kate Otten in a 24th third for Donovan Peoples-Jones and a 25th fourth. Because the guy I traded with didn't have any other picks in like 24 or anything like that and that guy was nate i actually made a trade with nate in one night one night yeah that's that's how it usually goes with me and nate does not go like that with me didn't have to sleep on it (laughs) so uh, nate are you buying or selling what are you thinking here um so don people's jones i think this is like a decent value for him you know I've, i've never been the biggest elijah moore believer um, so, you know, seeing Elijah Moore come into the wide receiver room does make me question who is the true wide receiver two there. I don't know if there's going to be a true wide receiver two. I think it might be a 2A and 2B between Moore and Donovan Peoples-Jones. And if that's how it works out, um, or, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think, has a chance to be the bona fide wide receiver two in this offense. I think both are an option. And if it works out either one of those ways, I think he will hit on this ADP right now. I think he will, you know, certainly be like a top 50 wide receiver at worst. Um, You know, and if he is the wide receiver too for that offense, he does have, you know, maybe top 36 uh, potential. So I'm good with the the taking the chance on Donovan Peoples-Jones. I have something for for big athletic Michigan wide receivers who never really did anything like Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones. So I hated losing KDOT, and I will say that. I do have Greg Dulcich. Um, I was looking for some depth, so I was trying to trade uh, to get Trey McBride from Porkman. And I, I kind of want to text Porkman and just go, are you okay? Because I, I sent him, like, I'm like, he loves Chig, right? Yeah. So I sent him an offer for Chig and Trey McBride and, like, a 24th third. Keep in mind, I think Chig could finish much higher than Trey McBride. He comes back where I end up giving him like a first. And then I'm also, but I'm getting back like Darnell Mooney and DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I don't want this. Yeah, not- I, don't, I don't think that trade offer was uh, bad at all that you sent him. No. And so, so I just, I countered with my first trade <laughs> and then he rejected it. But hey, whatever, Phil, if that's what you want to do, that's what we're going to do. Brandon, buying, selling, go. 
You already know my answer to this because we've talked about this off the podcast. I think I remember going through my DPJ love with you. So you know I'm buying. I was kind of hurt. I was kind of hurt to see that on there because if it it happened more than two days ago, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Well, I was, I was kind of confused because I'm like, that's one of my guys, but the show sheet says don't get somebody outside of ADP 120, but I guess the producer can just do whatever they want. Right. Is that what it is? I thought we were supposed to go outside ADP of 120. Yeah, there should be DLF ADP of 120 or higher. Or higher. Wait, higher means like later than that? Higher is confusing. Oh no. Okay. That makes way more sense. All right. Well then I'm the one then I'm the one who's made the mistakes. That's okay, you my know fault. What? The new guy is the one that's allowed to make mistakes. But that's I'm assuming true. that you're buying yes. at this price for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think he's even easier to buy than you are suggesting because everybody is all over Elijah Moore. Everybody loves Elijah yeah. Moore. And they don't even realize like kind of a similar thing with what's happening in Jacksonville, how people think Calvin really showing up is going to hurt Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is in the slot. Calvin Ridley's on the outside. Well, Elijah we Moore is going to be in the slot. Yeah. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is on the outside. And Donovan Peoples-Jones was one of my like my guys when he was coming out. I'm not nearly as good at evaluating wide receivers as running backs when it comes to rookies, but he was somebody that I had in like the top seven of his draft class, which was loaded. He was like, mm-hmm. I think wide receiver seven or eight for me. And most people had him at like 15. So I love Donovan Peoples Jones. He's got a good situation that's only going to get better. And right now you can get him for nothing. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. You can you can probably get him for a third or like somebody that might have him that wants who's going to produce now you could probably give him like adam thielen for donovan people's jones which i would do yeah all right well let's take a quick word from our sponsors and we will see you guys on the other side all right so welcome back and nate let's go to your next breakout player i was thinking about putting him on here myself but talked about him too much so go ahead nate yeah, I know you've already talked about this guy enough. It was finally my turn to talk about him, Mike. And we got to talk about Greg Dalsage. We're buying back into the Broncos offense this year. That's what I think the trend is here. We're going to, you know, take advantage of everyone hating on the Broncos, even though, hey, Jerry Judy looked good at the end of last year. Greg Dalsage looked good last year. Come on. We got some good players here. So Greg Dalsage, we know this guy is going to get – targets you know he's going to be a top three target on the Broncos offense this year um, if not the number two to start so he's going to get plenty of targets he's going to be a great tight end you love tight ends have volume Greg Dalsich has volume so that's number one reason we should be buying Greg Dalsich especially right now tight end 13 on DLF I think he's a top 12 tight end this year I think after we see that kind of production and the fact that he could be the top three target in his offense it's he's going to stay a top 10 tight end dynasty moving forward um, so Broncos offense going to be improved. He plays a lot of snap, snap slots. Ugh. He plays a lot of snap slot. God, I can't say that. He plays a lot of slot snaps. Gosh, don't know why that was so hard. Uh, plays a lot of slot snaps. So 193 last it, year, which was sixth in the league. And mind you, Greg Dawson only played in 10 games last year. Only played in 10 games, sixth in the league for tight ends with 193 slot snaps. Also, 285 routes run last year, which was 25th in the league. But mind you, only played 10 games. So still pretty good. And then 12th in the NFL, 12 deep targets, 
which makes him third in the NFL with deep targets. So this is a guy that's playing outside, not not in line, playing outside like a receiver, being used down the field, third in the NFL with 10.6 average depth of target, seventh in it in the NFL with 18.6% of air yards of an offense. Greg Dalsich gets volume. He gets volume down the field. He's going to be effective and efficient. He is a huge target for me this offseason to pick up. And you can get him right now for Sky Moore, Gabe Davis, teammate Cortland Sutton. Or maybe you want to downgrade from a top tight end like George Kittle. And you can get, you know, Dalsich plus maybe Miles Sanders, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, one of those players. Grab Dalsich as, you know, obviously not quite the ceiling that George Kittle has maybe. Or maybe he does if you ask Brandon. But Greg Dalsich, great value right now. I, I know Brandon's spine. Yeah, yeah. so I am, and I think this is another perfect candidate because this is somebody that's going to have a good year this year, and his price is going to rise. He is my yep. wide receiver, or tight end. Sorry, it's hard to, to remember he's just a tight end. Um, he's my tight end 11 in redraft. He is, if I'm not able to get Kelsey, Andrews, or Waller, which are my one, two, three, all in their own tiers. Outside of those three, I'm waiting, I'm punting, and I'm grabbing tight ends late. And Greg Dulcich in redrafts going like rounds 10 to 12. And in Dynasty, he's really not that far. We talked about Cortland Sutton is going to probably be gone. And Tim Patrick is not gonna, not long for that team either. I mean, he's he's got a decent contract, but he's not somebody that they've invested a crazy amount into. And that was a different staff. So mm-hmm. Dulcich could be the second target as soon as this year or at least next year. And so because of that, we always say, oh, you want the tight end to be the first or second target. Well, Dulcich has the path to that this year and definitely in the future. So he's somebody that I like a lot. And you talked about George Kittle. Well, I only have George Kittle projected for 12 fantasy points per game. I have Dulcich at 10.3. They are in different tiers, but there's only a tier difference between them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kittle gets hurt all the time. He's a little bit older. I might in Dynasty might just do Kittle for like a second for Dulcich or, or Dulcich in a second for Kittle. Yeah. And you can probably pull that off. So yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. You guys know I'm buying Greg Dulcich. Yeah. I started him out. If he played the same amount of games as Kate Otten, he would have finished his tight end 14 last year. So yeah, I'm all in. I don't need to extrapolate. I'm not extrapolate. Yeah. But I am bullish on him. Nate. So what? let's move on. Brandon, who is your next breakout player for 2023? So hopefully this guy's close enough to the 120 cutoff. I think we're getting he closer. Is. Getting yeah. closer. Hopefully, since I misunderstood the assignment, maybe I did it on purpose because it'll let me throw in a couple extra names that are actually higher or later than 120. Do it because up. I didn't think we were going to be able to use them, so I just wanted to throw them in the side. But Juju Smith-Schuster, and I want to add some a lot of context to him because i do feel like i've listened to the podcast i listen to you guys' podcast all the time i feel like it's somebody that dynasty real and we haven't really talked about too much we haven't no. you know we haven't hit many points about juju smith schuster so i just want to talk about a couple things and first it's why is he so low right now his keep trade cut ranking is pulling it up at the moment it is 54 so if he's 54 and keep trade cut, he is the number one target for an NFL offense. And mind you, he is 26 years old. Mm-hmm. The reason I think he is so low is for two main reasons. One, the pendulum. 
in fantasy football. The pendulum that swings back and forth, the overreaction, the, oh, we love this guy, he doesn't live up to it, and now we hate him. And that is what has happened to Juju. And people had this renaissance when he went to, to Kansas City. They're like, oh, he's going to revive his career. He's going to be so much better. And if he couldn't do it with Kansas City, who can he do it with? If he can't do it with Patrick Mahomes, he's done. Well, let me tell you something. Tyreek Hill has been in the league for how many years? His career year is the first year he left Patrick Mahomes. So with, with Tua. And Kelsey is the number one, right? He wasn't the number one there in Kansas City. He is the number one in New England. And Mahomes is somebody that likes to take chances, extends the play. He's not always going to hit his first read or second read. He knows how to throw the ball downfield very well. Mac Jones is not really any of those things. Mac Jones is going to take the intermediate short stuff. He's going to read the field, go one, two, three down his reads, and Juju's going to be one or two every single play. And because of that, he's going to have a lot of targets. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a huge steal in redraft and a huge steal in dynasty, and I've made trades for him to back that up. Um, I think I made a trade. Was it with you, Nate, where I grabbed Juju no, from you? in the same league, though. Yeah, okay, it was in that league. So I've made a trade for Juju. I think I sent off DJ Moore for because I'm trying to win now, and I have a lot of young wide receivers. I sent off DJ Moore for Juju Smith-Schuster in a second. Pretty sure that's what the trade was. And to me, I think... You know, getting Juju for DJ Moore is almost a wash, which sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. Sounds absolutely crazy. But if you're in a win now type of dynasty mindset, I think it's a wash. Now, obviously, over the long term, you'd rather have DJ Moore, but it's not a big gap. And so looking at Juju, outside of everything we've already talked about, he was a top five dynasty wide receiver three years. When he was like a rookie or sophomore, he was in the top five for dynasty. And I think that's something people have always held in their minds. And always mm -hmm. held against him because it caused them to overdraft and feel like, oh my goodness, he's not even good. He's not even good. He's way better as a wide receiver too. Well, that, that was a crazy offense that he was in. And it helped him produce crazy numbers. But he's going to be a consistent wide receiver for you who can be a wide receiver too. And he's at least a flex. At least a flex. And you can get him for a wide receiver five price right now. That's ridiculous. So people that I would do a straight flip for. For Juju Smith-Schuster, I'll save the one that Nate might disagree with last. One would be Cortland Sutton. I don't know why people still believe in this man. I never believed it out of college, never believed it or saw it in the NFL, and people are still just holding out hope. Cortland Sutton for Juju Smith-Schuster is the easiest trade that you can make, and it's something that you can realistically do. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to produce that much more. I do have him ranked about eight spots higher in redraft, but he's not going to produce that much more than Juju right away. And Hopkins is one year away from the age drop-off for wide receivers. It's a study that I've done that's also available in the draft sheets mm -hmm. where the average drop-off for elite wide receivers like that is 32. He's 31 this season. So he's got one year left. Juju's got plenty to come. He's the type of last wide receiver that lasts a while because he's strong and big and not super athletic. He doesn't win with his athleticism. It's more about his hands and his route running. So that's another one. And then lastly, Jaden Reed, mainly just because Jaden Reed hasn't proved it. Jaden Reed could definitely surpass him for sure. And I do think Jaden Reed has, is his own good value as we've talked about. But I think Juju's going to definitely outproduce him this year and probably has a leg up the next couple of years unless Jordan Love far exceeds what we're expecting. So Juju's somebody I like a lot. And then also you can get him for a mid 24 second, but you can probably get him for like a high third 
at some points or a late second, depending mm-hmm. on how the owner who has Juju feels about him. And if they've been holding on to him for a while, they're probably done done with him. I love this. I'm on board. I bought him for a late 23 second before we had our rookie draft in one league. So, you know, we can extrapolate that. It's my word of the week to 2024. So I'm on board with all that, Brandon. Nate, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love the Juju Smith um, value right now. Brandon, it's funny because we haven't talked about Juju very much in the Dynasty Rewind, but actually the episode that came out, I think tomorrow from when we're recording this, but people have already listened to it. I actually talked about Juju and I actually used your projections as well because I was like, Juju is a screaming value right now. He has to be with the wide receiver one in New England. I would take him over Jaden Reed very easily. You get that production right away. Still only 26 years old. I'm all about Juju. So you said you use the projections. Is that something I shouldn't be doing right here then? Because I was actually going to do the no. same thing. Yeah, no. go for it. Go all for right. it. So I have Juju as the number one target in the in the New England offense in the slot role, which they have always glorified. 125 targets. That's pretty reasonable, very realistic. 125 targets. 91 receptions. 1,091 yards. Nothing crazy. Five receiving touchdowns. It's 13.5 points per game, puts him at wide receiver 24 for me, right at the cusp of that wide receiver 2-3. So he is a solid, where you're getting him right now, solid flex. Mm -hmm. And if you're going crazy on running back or the onesie positions, tight end quarterback, Juju's an amazing wide receiver too in that scenario. And he's also super consistent game to game, which is something that I always look at, which people they overlook a lot. They like to just look at the total numbers. If you have somebody that's consistent game to game and scores a little bit less than someone else, I'll take the consistency because I don't want to be in my finals matchup or my first playoff matchup and have boom bust guys that just let me down because it's happened to me way too much. Perfect. All right, let's move on to our last breakout player. That's me. You're the breakout player? Well, Oh, it's about time, Mike. You got to let me explain why I want to get Michael Gallup on my <laughs> roster. ADP, the disrespect is 219. He's wide receiver 86 right now. The insanity. Look, we're still chasing his breakout 2020, I'm sorry, 2019 season, where he posted 66 catches for 1,107 yards and six touchdowns. Kind of close to what Juju's projected to this year as per Brandon. Uh, but since then, he's missed 10 games, had an ACL injury and a calf strain as well. But listen, I'm going to buy this egregious value dip because I do believe that Dak Prescott can support multiple wide receivers. Look, they, they throw the ball a lot there in Dallas. And I'm not predicting a wide receiver one finish, but I think he's definitely going to smash this ADP production-wise. I think the only really big question here is, do we think he's better than Brandon Cooks? Yeah. I yeah. do think he's better. I think hopefully he gets the opportunity opportunity to show it. Give me. I forgot how to talk. It's really hot in the shop today. I hate my life. But his value lines up with that of a 24 third. I think a second round draft pick is what you need to get it done for him. So it's being drafted after players like Puka Nakua and Cedric Tillman and Van Jefferson for whatever reason. I would move any of these players plus for Gallup. I did make two trades for Michael Gallup today. Would you guys like to hear them? Go for it. Of course you would. Uh, one is for my man with my man, Corey Rosnick, and I traded him a 24 second and a 25 fourth for Michael Gallup. Crazy. That's Which, crazy, Mike. Crazy back crazy. Yeah, I agree with that. Back crazy, man. You, you don't like the trade? No. 
I do not like throwing a second at Michael Gallup. I think you could have got him for a third. I think there's no way someone realistically thinks they can get a second from Michael Gallup. Well, someone did just get a second. Someone did, though. I traded with my man Beasy, Michael Gallup, for a second. So there you go. Hey, look, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I think. I hope these seconds are like championship roster seconds, like um, 211 to 12. The... The one that I traded to Brother Oz, I think it's going to be a pretty good pick. And the one I traded to BZ, I don't think was my own pick. So I don't remember. I don't remember exactly where that falls in. Um, but yeah. So look, I'm happy about it. I'm guessing that you guys are not on board with this. Tell me. I, Nate, I like Brandon with. Cooks too much, man. I like Brandon Cooks. I love Brandon Cooks. I think he's always a value. Shame. I mean, it's it's too easy. You just draft Brandon Cooks every year, and it usually works out. Um, so I think Brandon Cooks is a wide receiver too there. I think Michael Gallup is the, the third target. I mean, probably the fourth target, maybe after Pollard. Uh, so I'm, I'm out, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm out, I'm out on this one. It's okay, Nate. It's okay to be wrong. Brandon, what about you? Yeah, with Nate. Michael Gallup to me is kind of in the Cortland Sutton bucket. So Fried, bro. Yeah. And cooked. So is Van Jefferson, by the way. I like, oh, like, oh what Van Jefferson. Man. Um, so yeah, Michael Gallup to me, I think that's definitely too much. I would much rather take a swing at a rookie in the second round than Michael Gallup. He's been in the league for a while. He wasn't somebody highly drafted. Those guys don't get that many chances as they get later. If they haven't produced NFL is what have you done for me lately? And he hasn't done much lately. So I don't think he's got much going for him and I'm down on the Dallas offense as a whole. I think they're going to have a horrible year compared well, to what people are expecting. Fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. And I think you'll be very happy because there's a lot of things that I was researching when I was going through the Cowboys. And I'm pretty much lower on even redraft ADP on every single player in that offense. Every single player. Dak is like my quarterback 20-something. He's like 20 or 21. So I'm not seeing it in that offense this year. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If it costs me two second-round picks for the Dallas Cowboys to <laughs> suck, I'm willing to... I'm willing Mike's to make, willing those make it happen every day of the week. If uh, I'm the that's guy, that's what that it was. Then yeah, that's fine. It's the win-win. Go birds. It's the win-win. Grab the player that competes against your team. So if he's bad, you win in another way. I get <laughs> it. That's right. I'm all that about too. that win-win. And you're going to be all about that win-win too. Let's take a break right now and hear from our sponsor, SeatGeek. The season is getting ever closer, and it's time to start planning those game day trips to support your favorite team. It can absolutely be a hassle to find the best prices and the best ticket deals for going to those games, but it doesn't have to be anymore. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for all things live events and offers the best prices available. Between creating your account, finding your event, picking out your seats, and making your purchase, will take only minutes. And when you use promo code Dynasty Rewind, you'll save $20 on your first SeatGeek purchase. Sign up today and join event tomorrow, and the link for that will be in the description. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get back to the content you came for. All right. Thank you very much, SeatGeek. Please don't forget to check out all of our other amazing sponsors. We got Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Rewind, all caps, all one word for your first deposit. They match it. First deposit of $100 up to 
$50. Do it. Start 50 accounts if you want. $100 each. That's like 500 bucks or something like that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Sign up today to get Brandon's projections, group chat, bonus pods, and so much more. And listen, we love you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Go grab some merch. Link is in the description. So for Brandon, for Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Till next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.